0: Curious, you would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno.
1: Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the Collective by heading over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective, welcome to episode 132 of Cephalon Squared. I am Cephalon Greg, joined by Cephalon Lucas. Hi. Hi. There you are. Ah, uh, here I is. You are there and you sound glorious. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It, I'll try. It sounds like your buttocks are comfortable.
0: Oh, super comfy. Super comfy super buttocks. Super comfy. Just for no reason. Oh. He's just got comfy buttocks. Yep. Yeah. Has nothing to do with a new chair whatsoever. Woo! New chair, hey, new chair. And this one's not squeaking, not squeaking, not <laughs> just, broken. No squeaking, no squeaking, not broken, Stupid not chairs. literally trying to shaft me.
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. We both bought the same the, chair.
0: Uh, yeah, what was it a year ago? Yeah. A year ago. Yeah. Just over a year ago. We
1: thought it was good. It was a brand neither of us had really heard of and mine snapped in three or four months. Lucas has snapped just recently. In exactly the just same on, place, just
0: uh, just on the on the year, just on the year,
1: just on the year. <laughs> um, it snapped in exactly the same place. So obviously these chairs are
0: shitty. Yep, I actually looked at the, uh, the the bar underneath. I pulled the seat off and actually had a look at the underneath and whatnot. And it was that bad that the the piece of metal that snapped actually started to dig into the cushion. And then there's a big <laughs> chunk of cushion that's just been stabbed so yeah you know, this this piece of metal was literally trying to shaft me
1: so bloody dangerous <laughs> right in the buttocks yeah no more shafting for you but yeah did your did the it's piece of metal snap cool. clean
0: no i wouldn't really say snapped clean it's definitely a bit on the jagged side uh, mine snapped clean bam like it was freaking cut with a saw yeah no mine mine's got a little bit of a jagged edge on it
1: mine must have been even more no. faulty stupid chairs but anyway we've both stupid got new chair. chairs from more reputable brands
0: that actually are known yes. for making chairs so we're both yes. comfy now super comfy and there's and i've actually checked i made sure this one actually does not have bars at all and <laughs> the base of the chair so i'm not worried whatsoever about potential shafting <laughs> <laughs> moving right along from shafting how's the
1: weather treating you Weather rambles,
0: weather rambles,
1: weather rambles, weather rambles.
0: Weather here in Ipswich is weird as always, but today it is 28 degrees Celsius, 83 Fahrenheit for those Fahrenheit folks, and it's 47% humidity. It's it's a day. It's, it's a day.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a day. It's a day down here in Melbourne as well. A very similar day it was probably 28 not long ago now it's 26 it's dropped a little uh 79 fahrenheit 52 humidity so a very very similar day to what it is up north but i was up stupidly early to do gardening mowing the lawns digging up my front garden all sorts of crazy stuff and now tomorrow we're going on a short trip to the beach and staying overnight somewhere so it's been it's been a, a day of busyness
0: <laughs> it's, it's been a day
1: what can you do what can you do um, I'm looking forward to going back to work so I can rest <laughs> beautiful okay and what did we um what did we get up to in video games and uh and warframe this week anything anything anything
0: uh well little very actually no warframe again um I do plan on streaming tonight, though, and, you know, that will be well and truly after people receive this yes. uh, to their, vote, their, their eardrums, so unfortunately, I can't really tell them what I did on Warframe this week, because... <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. Haven't haven't happened yet, yeah. Um, yeah, so, still playing that. that. That thing's awesome. And I got pushed onto another game Ooh. that uh, Sula actually introduced me to. And it's just it's it's everything I love about games all rolled into one, and it's fantastic. It is a game called Monster Sanctuary, done by the same people who brought us Worms. Team Seventeen. Yeah, yeah, Team Seventeen. Interesting. It actually, just dropped just dropped uh, early December last year. Hmm. It is a, a old school like thirty two bit style game, and it is a how, how do I put this? Okay, it is a Metroidvania platformer
1: mm-hmm.
0: meets Pokemon.
1: You lost me at Pokemon.
0: <laughs> so monster collection with, uh, t- like, friggin' uh, turn-based combat. Uh, you know, each monster has their own skill tree equipment that you can equip onto them. So, it's not really like... You don't treat them as monsters. You treat them as collectible characters. And it is...
1: And uh, it's turn-based, platformer. you
0: said... Yeah, it's a turn-based combat, but then when you're out in the world, you're actually doing, like, platforming and shit. Like, it's, it it's, wow.
1: <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. It's It sounds like a good mix, actually, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, no, it, it, it's pretty good. I actually streamed a little bit of it last night. Probably going to be streaming some more in the future. It It's super fun. I'm loving it. And, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think it's... Thirty dollars Australian at the moment on Steam. That's nah, nothing. Go get it. Nothing.
1: Probably twenty bucks US. Go get it. It's good. Good game. All right. And down here. Oh, what have I been doing? A little bit of ESO. I haven't played a lot of games this week. I've been so busy. It's my second last day of my current job. So second last week, sorry, of my current job. So there's been. I've been busy. Tying up loose ends and doing handover and stuff, as I will be this week. It'll be nuts, last week of work. But I still squeezed in a little bit of ESO, not as much as I would have liked. And I played some Hades. So Hades was one of the games that people were championing as the game of 2020. Game of the year for 2020. And I can understand why. Yeah, no, I definitely
0: believe that. It's bloody good. Yeah, that was another one uh, Sula was playing. I watched her play that a little bit. It's a
1: lot of fun, and um, yeah, I didn't play enough of it to really get into it too much, but I planned to, so that was that was good, and I did a lot of reading, and I played some Warframe last night. I didn't get to stay on as long as I would have liked, uh, but I did go through all of the event on PS4, so we'll talk about that in a second,
0: Yay.
1: thanks to those good folks that helped me out, pretty much only one of whom I think listens to the show. Hi, Mothop. <laughs> the other two to me no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding thank you code and swole not that either of you listen all right this is a warframe podcast and we're going to talk about warframe now as we mentioned last week we're going to get back into the swing of things we've got a standard discussion of course uh we we're going to talk about something a little bit different We'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. Uh, we've got our beginner and advanced topics back this week, so get excited. Pull your do, do, big, do, do. big person pants on, your adult pants, and uh, and let's get started with the news, shall we? Do, 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 do.
0: News. News. Part three of The Great and Smalling is coming to PC soon. Brings some new technical stuff and saves you 3.6 gigabytes of precious space. Indeed. It is precious,
1: and it is space. It's precious.
0: Space. Space. And there
1: is a merchandise sale on right now at the official Warframe store, but there's only a couple of days left. So there's like four or five days left at the time of uh, recording, but by the time you listen to this, there'll be one or two. So get on over there and check it out. It lasts until January 25th at 11 a.m. Eastern time. That's U.S.
0: Eastern. Ooh, merchandise. Good Merchandise. Mm-hmm. Next up, Operation Orphix Venom is now out on all consoles. So go get yourself that Lavos and the rest, of course, not to mention a bunch of Arcanes, all that goodly goodness, and play it to your heart's content.
1: Indeed. And I do see a lot of talk about the meta on our Discord. I heard a lot of talk last night when I was um, playing. There was a few people in our chat uh, talking about the meta, trying to, to smash out things as fast as as they can. And let me tell you this, Operation Orphix Venom is not hard. You can do the meta and you'll probably smash it out quicker than everyone else. But as long as you've got a good team that's working together, you're going to do really well and really quick. It's not really that hard. No. And I mean, the, so, the
0: event does stick around for quite some time. So there's really does. no point in rushing it.
1: Yeah, but if you want to, go for it. And the guys that were talking about uh, the meta last night, they really want to hit the top of the leaderboard. So, that's that's another thing entirely, of course. Anyway, yay, it's fun. Yay. I like it. A new competition is open on the Warframe forums, and this one is super special. The prize is a 20-inch Necromech sculpture by Nelfi, who I expect is probably... A um a fan artist, but I'm not sure. Details details are in the show notes. But if you are clever, you've probably guessed it already. It's a capture a contest focusing on necromech. So that's pretty damn cool. I don't really know cool. if it's open to the entire world, but I expect it probably is. There's no reason why they would just restrict it to US. They can ship things overseas.
0: It's that's really cool. I mean, I wouldn't mind having a uh, twenty inch necromech sculpture on my desk. That's massive. I'd love it. <laughs> I do like the look of me-
1: Necromex. We'll talk about whether or not... We'll talk about other stuff right now, actually, because yeah, that's the yeah. end of the news. Yeah. So, next week, there is a, a dev stream. Excited about that. Hearing about things are, uh, how things are progressing in the game. And this week, there was a video that caught my eye. It is by the old Tater, Tactical Potato himself. And it caught my eye because it was called Downward Spiral, and I was like, ooh... That's my favorite Nine Inch Nails album, (laughs) (laughs) but it wasn't about my favorite Nine Inch Nails album. It was a negative rant about the state of Warframe. Now let's be honest, Tate is not a super negative guy and he did say there that he doesn't like to do negative rants, but I think he just wanted to get it out of his system and there is a chance he's going to delete that video. So if you listen to it and go searching for it, it could be gone. Um, he might have decided that he just didn't want to put up with the negativity, which is very similar to us. We like to, or we prefer to be positive about everything because life's bloody hard enough as it is. And it's just a video game. Let's face yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Last but, year was difficult enough. <laughs> God, was, was it ever? But
1: he did raise some pretty good points.
0: Yes. And he actually made me think about a few things too. And I came Absolutely. to some of my own conclusions on some some parts of uh, the state of Warframe.
1: Yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today: the current state of the game. Where to start?
0: <laughs> I Where guess. Start? Mm-hmm.
1: I guess I'll preface things by saying, if you are a new player to Warframe, you can probably ignore most of what we're going to say. Because there's a good 500 hours, at least, before you get to a point where you're, you've are you done most of everything and you're bored of the existing content. And 500 hours is massive, let's face it. Yeah. Who's complaining about 500 hours? I'm not. No. But we are where we are, and yep. advanced players are where they are. And there's plenty of people out there who are even more advanced than us, such as the great and holy Moth Hop, who is now MR30. Oh, he's what a guy.
0: He, he doesn't need to listen to us anymore. He doesn't. He, doesn't. he knows he, everything. What a guy. He's better than everything and everyone.
1: <laughs> Love you, Moth. Wink. And also, <laughs> that's just a joke between us two. <laughs> just, <laughs> just threw that in there for fun. Why not? So if you're a new player, ignore this. If you're a mid-game player, you're probably in a similar position as well. You're probably, there's still shit tons of game ahead of you. But for the rest of us, we've played it all. And we're going to talk about where the game is at the moment and what that means for players. So did you want to start with anything in particular, Lucas?
0: Let's, Let's start with the oversaturation. Okay. Explain. Explain. Explain yourself. Okay. Uh, well, there's just this particular thing, in, 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 it by itself has a lot of branching factors. Uh, so when I say the the uh, my brain just went numb, oversaturation. <laughs> well, yeah. When I say oversaturation, I'm not just talking about you know what uh, you know the, the the over the top amount of things we receive in game. I'm talking about the spectrum of things we receive in game. Now, mm. Tack Potato did go into mention that, you know, he himself does not like Railjack. Mm. And, you know, that's fine. I can understand where he's coming from on this sense. But taking things further, I while I do personally like Railjack myself, I see exactly where he's coming from mm. in saying that this has no place in the game he made a really good point because he said if I wanted
1: to play a space shooter in a spaceship I'd play Eve online or one of the other games that are specifically built to do that
0: yeah exactly right it's it, it you know, and watching this video today made me realize one thing very important is that de this whole time has been working on one game with the Image in their mind. What it, it seems like the image in their mind to build multiple games within one game, mm-hmm. instead of other other you know companies uh, like the guys who do uh, did Eve, uh, they went out and then decided, hey, let's do. This other one that branches off from the game, you know, branches off as a, as a standalone off over this way that focuses on first person shooting, uh, and then over this way that focuses on single sh- uh, dog, ship to ship dog fights. You know, instead, D thought, hey, let's just put everything right here in the middle, stick it to one game. And it's not really doing. Warframe any
1: favors at the moment? I think it's watered down the quality of everything because because there's so much it''s it's, it's uh, quantity over quality.
0: yeah, it, it really is like when you think when okay, you look at the basic the basis of what this game is and what it's supposed to be it's space ninjas. You're supposed to be a stealthy space ninja traversing maps with sick parkour, assassinating your enemies. Completing the objective, move on. What is it nowadays? Sick ninja parkour, flying ships, riding skateboards, fighting giant robots, controlling giant robots. It's it's sometimes in missions,
1: sometimes in open worlds.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's really, it does actually start to feel like that. It's trying to be everything at once when it really should just be what it was originally intended to be, and that's just Parkour Space Ninjas.
1: On that, so if I if I take Devil's Advocate for a second... Yep. If the game was to just have stayed Parkour Space Ninjas, would it have gotten stale by now? Is there also the opposing argument that by adding all of this stuff to the game, it has perhaps increased its longevity? It has increased
0: the longevity, yes. I will not argue that factor. However, what I would also argue is that uh, with the with the focus going from what the game is originally, what, what was originally, and what it you know was for so long, they've stopped focusing on what the core game is, and that has left it to go stale. Like the core gameplay has actually gone stale because they've added other things to it.
1: Yeah. Because everything when it comes out is broken, and then they've got to spend so much time fixing it. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, he made a good point about the open worlds as well. Yeah, in that once you've done all the content on the open worlds, there's you just no back. reason to go back.
0: Yeah, so they they you know spend all this time releasing this glorious, gorgeous habitat, you know, this absolutely phenomenal place to go and explore and give it. A month, you've done everything there. You never touch it again. You have no reason to go back unless it's a trivial little uh, tidbits like Nightwave. Um, you know, you just no point on going back, so you don't. And mm. it's it's just wasted space then.
1: In a way, I think what they've created is a whole bunch of silos, and that's that's the problem. There's there's siloed content all within little places. You want it? You go to Plains of Eidolon. You do your planes of Eidolon content. You get your amps, yay, and your zors. You go to Fortuna. You do your your Fortuna content. You get your kick guns and your Mow- mowers, mowers, that kind of stuff. You go to Demos. You get your Necromex, and it just doesn't sort of branch out anywhere else. I mean, look at look at Necromex. Necromex are fun. I like them. Apart from Operation Orfix Venom, they have no real functional requirement in the game. Even in isolation vaults, you don't necessarily need them.
0: That is actually an interesting point you bring up because I would actually say the like while I also do very much love the Necromex, they are probably the newest, biggest hindrance on the game. Mm, absolutely, for fact for the simple fact is now we've been told that the warframes aren't the only aren't the the answer to everything. You know, we've we've gone from Warframes a game about piloting Warframes to Warframe, a game about piloting Necromex. Yeah, piloting Warframes and sometimes Necromex whenever you need to go
1: in a fight against stuff that the most advanced technology can't compete against. It's just, it seems a little convenient. And let's be fair: Demos was all built and created during COVID, so they had to come up with something new and cool while they weren't able to focus on the content that they really wanted to release this year. So, Necromex was definitely an interesting idea. It was definitely new. It was definitely
0: pr- pretty cool. Yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't. But if do you think there's any way that they, they could have actually integrated it into Warframes and not just had it as, like, a standalone thing? No. <laughs> I don't, to be honest. Unless... I
1: mean, there could have been... Rather than you having your own necromech, they could have just left it that you could only create, um, control the necromechs that are left out dead on the ground.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's a possibility. I would have also said you know go about it with the whole arc wing side of things, and you know the necromechs are just an attachment you on add on to yeah. a warframe. Yeah,
1: kind of like the um, the loader that uh, Ripley uses in the End of Aliens. Yeah. I'm nodding while I say that because that's so cool.
0: <laughs> it is. It really is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I, I, I'd have to agree with all of that. And I, I guess what it what it also means is what what could they have done? Because that's that's where I'm at a loss. On one hand, De's added a lot of content that's one siloed and therefore not uh, related to other stuff. So once you've you've done it, you're bored and you move on. They've also added content that. Just doesn't seem to feel like it has a real place in the game yet. It might eventually, as things start to get tied in, like, like Railjack, like Necromech, like Liches and things like that. They just sort of were added in and they feel superfluous. But at the same time, they're also doing these events that come and go. I mean, there's nothing wrong with events that come and go. I don't, I don't mind that. In fact, it's probably a better way to go than all this other stuff. What, what? What could have been done or what do you think should be done to fix
0: this? And is there even really actually a problem? I guess, well, well if, you, if you're asking if there's really a problem, it comes down to personal preferences. Because, mm. you know, not everybody has the same thoughts about um, these, these things in the game. You know, Not everyone sees that there's an a, a oversaturation of things to do and it's strangling the, the, the core of the game not everyone sees that not everyone will see that. So that really does come down to personal perspective. What can be done um, at this point nothing. I don't think anything really could be done. Yeah. It's not like they can just it's not like they can just do a, a big culling and go okay cool uh, planes of vitalline we're removing that. Uh, Fortuna, we're reviewing yeah. that. Uh- <laughs> Destiny style, <laughs> yeah, Destiny style. Um, I mean, yeah, no, that wouldn't go down well. If, if I if I if I was going off what I was saying earlier about how Eve took one game and then gave it, you know, branch games which tie into the main game. There is actually a, a connection between those those different games. Anything you do on the other games kind of affects some of the things that occur in the main game. Because, you know, let's say the, I think it's uh, Eve Valkyrie where you, you're doing the dog fights, the yep. spaceship dog fights. That one is, you're basically one of the, the the you know, battleship pilots to one of the big freighters. Hmm. You know, so your, any objective you really have in that influences how things go in the main game, in the big game. Same thing for the other one they had, the first person shooter, you know, they're the the corporations would send soldiers down to the planets and that would be your first person shooter team versus team killing each other for control over you know those, those parts of the planets if warframe had done something like this in uh, to begin with right if we'd looked at warframe and gone okay cool what else can we do with this central game is warframe you're a space ninja you're the covert of 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 the the system you know everything you do serves some kind of objective then we have a branch off over here where you play as one of the lotuses um freaking what do you call them agents one of the lotuses agents and you know that coincides side by side with what's actually going on in warframe but it's agents of lotus you know two separate games that share uh, yeah, share a space. You see, you know what I mean. I know what you mean, but I don't think
1: that would have worked personally. I think it works for Eve because it's such a massive, massive game, and it can have these massive little. We uh, can have these spin-offs that have an impact well, on.
0: Well, yeah, okay, that was that was a bad example. Like I get Yeah. Imagine more Railjack on one side and Warframe on the other. Something a bit more larger scaled. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is,
1: and they, DE knows this themselves and have acknowledged it, promising these things that they get excited about too early is also a problem because then they have to oh, release definitely. them. Because what if three years ago, Steve had come up with Railjack and then not told anyone about it and secretly built it in the background while he was doing everything else with liches and corpus liches built in and then suddenly released... Railjack in full with Liches and Corpus and everything mm-hmm. as a massive named update that was shown off at a Tenocon and released three months later because it was still, it was, it was fairly uh, well-developed. I think that would have been a, a better approach. And, you know, DE has learnt their lesson from that. I think Warframe is probably an experiment in many ways.
0: Oh no it is it's 100% it's a sandbox yeah it it, it is it is de sandbox it yeah. always has been yeah it it's it's been their their uh pro, you know their love project project mm-hmm. of passion love project for uh, project <laughs> passion, passion project. project yeah that's the one yeah i know what i'm saying <laughs> it's been a pro, passion project for them for many many years and you know like they they put so much excitement and so much enthusiasm into what they build into this game. And even you know even when they, they screw up and it's something that they're not happy with, they are happy to admit that they're not happy with it and it will be changed. Hmm. I mean, you look, you look back to when uh, Pets had the randomized oh, skins yeah. system, the slot machine system, essentially. Yeah. You know, DE realized this was a mistake. They removed it. And put in something better. Yeah, so it's
1: it's one of those things. I think it's also a learning. It's a learning experiment that the team is learning that they need to do things differently when it comes to these big uh, rollouts. But at the same time, I think Tater also had an interesting uh, position on the story updates as well. Once things like the new war comes out, or when when Sacrifice came out, and some of these other uh, story-based updates. They were massive, massive updates, but it only took you about two hours to finish them, and then you were done. And his his point was that the updates that are, that are coming out and the things that we're experiencing at the moment are not long-lasting additions. No. I would probably disagree that maybe demos and the open worlds are not long-lasting, but he does have a point that when you, once you've done them, you've done them. And there still is the main core of the game, which is just playing the uh, through the missions that that's still there. So I think, I think he's got some points. I think DE has acknowledged most of it, if not all of it, really. And at the same time, it's not necessarily a problem because the stuff they're adding is still fun in its own way. It's not perfect. It's broken most of the time. But it's still fun to play and they're going to continue to iterate on it to bring into the rest of the game and try and tie all these pieces together. And it'll be interesting to see how that goes once that happens. But have with people having played the content already as they're going, I I wonder to myself whether or not that's going to be enough. Once they've tied all the content in together, are people then suddenly going to go, gee whiz, Railjack's now suddenly awesome let's play it heaps, or are they going to say, wow, I've got Intrinsic 10 on everything already, so yeah, I don't care. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is it too that, little, too late? Exactly that's right. the only problem. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't like the Intrinsic system. Mm. I, I really don't. It's because there's been this, because it's been out for, what's it, a year now, over a year now. Was it 2019? I think it was 2019. Mm. December 2019. Yeah, because, you know, um has been out for a year now. It's received very little love, yet everyone has absolutely decimated what they can in it. And, you know, nine times out of 10, most people by now already have level 10 in all intrinsics that mm. are currently available. When the new Imperium stuff comes out and we get the, the you know, single new tree we're getting for intrinsics, give it a fricking week and people would have already smashed it out. In fact, you know, some people have already got enough intrinsic points saved up as it is <laughs> to just go. blah.
1: <laughs> exactly done. And we were talking about on discord recently about how they're going to do it. I think moth brought up the question about how they're going to do uh lich versus hiring other people. Cause in the end, if your liches are going to be the best and they're going to have the weapons, the captured liches, that is, why would you choose to, to save someone from, you know, uh, a crew member from a Ticker or someone like that? Why would you bother? Why would you even care if the Liches are going to be clearly better? And that's a, that's a really good question. And we don't know if the Liches are going to be clearly better. We don't know if the individual people- I
0: I think they will be. I'm, I'm actually 90% certain that the Liches will definitely be better than uh, normal crew members. Yeah. And t- to me, that's a concern. Because
1: why would you get normal crew members? And the other thing is, once you've got your liches in your crew and you've got them trained up, why would you ever swap them? So that's, that's another concern that I have about the command intrigue that, intrinsic, that it's going to be a super cool addition that we're all really kind of excited about, but then we're going to find out it doesn't have staying power as well. And here's something I will say while I'm doing this. Here's here's my suggestion for D and this is something that we did come up with in the Discord and it actually came from Mothop I'll acknowledge that it wasn't my idea but I loved it put in a permadeath system so that when your crew member gets killed while you're out soloing something they're permanently dead and you have to swap in someone new and you have to train in train someone up put in a system where they get once they hit rank whatever they get a random perk that makes them better or maybe even a system where you know what the perk's going to be when you actually get them to, to top rank so that you can go, you know what, this guy is actually better than the Lich because he can repair things instantly or whatever the case may
0: be. I would argue against this. Why is that? If the Liches did not exist and the Liches were not possible, uh, crew members, this would be hundred percent fine. But as it stands, Liches cannot die. Oh. Permadeath would not matter because you just pack your team with liches.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Um, based on the law, they can't die. Only a
0: warframe can kill them. You, you need you'd need yeah you would need some form of freaking uh, railjack PvP for the for your liches to actually
1: die off. Yeah, so that that becomes a problem because once I've got. How many, How many? I think your team is three other people. Once I've got three Liches captured, I don't care what weapons they've got, because you can give them weapons anyway, I, I'm never going to change them. No. I'll train them up, the- I'll give them the skills I want them to have, and I will never change them
0: again. No, the, okay, so the way I'm looking at it, right, is your normal crew members, imagine them like the people you do, you, you, you pull from rescue missions or the defense defense missions in... Sorties, mm. You know, they're, they're a wandering individual that you can give a weapon, but they're squishy and they go down. You have to go over and you have to pick them up and continue on. Well, we don't know that when for When you have sure. liches. No, no, we don't know that for sure. But when you have liches spawn in to assist you, they don't die. They can take freaking tank bullets to the face. They can just, you know, absolutely face tank everything and they won't die. Eventually they'll turn around and go, okay, I'm bored of this and piss on off. But they don't die. Yeah,
1: I think I think we're gonna. It's all gonna remain to be seen for the moment. But I don't know. I just have some concerns about it. How many captured liches do you have already? About five. Five. So you don't even need to capture anyone. You're ready to go.
0: Nope. I'm. I'm, I'm ready to go.
1: So uh, this is this is my concern for for that system.
0: And I'm still looking forward to it. And if you're going off the levels, if you're going off the level system for the liches, you know the, the um catching them at um, stage five, then when they spawn into a mission, they're about level 100. If that transfers over to the Railjack system and, you know, depending on what stage you actually caught them at, it dep- uh, determines their level, then pff, you've got level 100 freaking characters on your team. You're, you're, you're fine. Yeah. Steel path, Railjack, you're fucking fine. You've got no issues.
1: Yeah, so there you go. Hmm. Some things to think about. So, again, we we don't like to be too negative. Uh, we do want to acknowledge certain things sometimes. So we acknowledge everything that we've said in this in this uh, episode. But we also acknowledge that uh, I couldn't make a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done it. I couldn't do it. There's a lot of work that goes into it. And as hard as you try to make things perfect, it doesn't always turn out that way, and I commend you for everything that they've illusion. done. Perfection is an illusion.
0: Yes, perfection is an illusion. It is. So yes. one more point I want to go on with uh, what Takpo said on his vid: mm-hmm. um, gunplay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or lack thereof. So in, <laughs> yeah, the the lack thereof. Um, you know that was that was one of the things that got him into the game. He loved the gunplay of it, mm. and now now it's all about camp. that melee. yeah yeah which i mean i understand because of the idea of ninja i mean you you know, when you think ninja you don't really think freaking ak47 or anything like that you you think throwing stars or swords or you know some other ninja weapon but space ninja might think the space, space ninja
1: beans. Ooh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> But still, no, he he had a very good point with that, because I personally prefer the gunplay to melee. I'm about half and half. I enjoy the melee in the game. I think they've done melee really well, and most other games should look to emulate what Warframe's done for melee. But I hate the fact that once you get over, say, level 80, enemy level 80, enemy level 100, there's just no point shooting things anymore. Yep. That annoys me. Yep. I like shooting things. So Yep.
0: Just just build a ridiculously tanky immortal frame and throw a sword in its hand and you are good to go. Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> so that
1: is that is Warframe. That's where we see the current state of the game. And essentially what it all boils down to is there's a shit ton of content. And once you get to the end of it, the content is all unrelated to each other. And everything that comes out tends to be a bit on the light side of content heavy. Yes. Well, the content is deep but the gameplay loop random. is not.
0: It's, it's also very random. And
1: it's also very random and unrelated. So, that's how we feel. Let us know your thoughts in the Discord, on Twitter, on Facebook, however you like. Uh, again, let's try and keep it civil and positive, as, as positive as yeah. possible when we're talking about this Absolutely. kind of stuff. We don't want to pick on anyone. You've got to remember that this is someone's uh, a day job and they work their asses off to make this
0: video game. So be respectful, people. Yeah, we still love it. We we, we still love the game. You know, we, you know, we have to talk about these things to really just um, show that there is an understanding of things are a bit messy. Yeah. Right. It does not mean we don't love the game. Still keen as mustard uh, as uh, Abs- to absolutely. play bloody New War. Yeah. All that jazz. Yeah. Just, you know, looking at all these things collectively, it does kind of give you a retrospective of why people get burnt out by this game because it's just it's it's there, it's everywhere. Mm. It's over there, it's up there, it's over across that way. It's it's everywhere. It's it's and Yeah, and you can always
1: come back. I've burnt out on Warframe probably ten times.
0: Several several times, yeah.
1: And Same. come back currently
0: on a currently on a burnout.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you just keep coming back. There's always something yeah. that'll bring you back. So always. Warframe is always going to be there for us, and it can only things will only improve. And I think DE is on the right track, and COVID just threw a spanner in the works. So
0: yeah, last year was not helping anyone in any sense whatsoever. Exactly. Alrighty, so
1: we'll leave the discussion there. Uh, we went over a good number of of topics there, so. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed. You might have agreed or disagreed, but again, reach out to us and let us know your thoughts. Heading on into the beginner topic for today, we have seen, or I have seen, a number of conversations in our Discord and in other places about people soloing Warframe and not really being that interested in playing with other people, and then coming to a point where they think, oh, "Okay, now, now maybe I do have to play with other people." So, I thought I'd just sort of touch on that idea. Warframe is absolutely a game that you can solo. It is built for four-player co-op across everything, but it is entirely a game that you can play solo. You can even play uh, without matchmaking. So you can, uh, if if you're aware of this, when you're in your navigation bar in the top right-hand, top left-hand corner, next to your name, there's a little, drop-down thing so you can make it public you can make it invite only friends only or you can switch it to solo and when you switch it to solo that means every single mission you do you will be alone and you absolutely can play pretty much every single piece of the game probably every single aspect of the game you can do solo is there anything you can't do solo um That's a good question. Now that the trials have been removed from the game, I would say probably no. You can still do Eidolon solo. I know people have achieved Tridolon solo, although I don't think I could do it. I don't want to do it. And I don't really (laughs) want to try. I've definitely done Eidolon solo. Yeah. Yeah. Profit Taker? Could Could, could you do Profit Taker solo? Uh, I think Moth Hub's done it. I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't do it. I don't even like playing with other people. A uh, profit taker. Exploiter, you could you could do it.
0: Oh, Exploiter, easy. I've done that several times solo.
1: Yeah. So, there's, there's probably nothing in the game that you can't do solo. But I think the biggest problem with trying to play things solo is you might not learn everything there is to learn. I mean, if you're listening to us as a podcast, you might've got some tips that'll help you along the way. Uh, if you've joined our Discord, you'll definitely be getting some damn good tips that'll help you along the way. But if you're just playing solo and not talking to anyone, there's probably a lot of things that you might not understand about the game that will mean you will struggle as you start to get into more difficult content. Sorties, for example, unless you really understand certain builds are tricky to do solo, but very easy to do solo when you know the way the game works uh some things are harder for some people it depends on whether you're good at hacking all that kind of stuff whether you're good at being stealthy etc but you can you can solo at all would i recommend playing solo personally no i think there's value in playing with other people there's there's also no value in playing with some pub groups because some pub groups are just uh uh salty or toxic or they're just trolls. Uh, but it's very, in my opinion, few and far between uh, my experience with that kind of stuff. Things like Hydron, when you're leveling, you probably want to turn it on public for that, in my opinion. Cracking relics, you'd want to turn it on public for that because you get four chances at uh, cracking open a relic and getting something good rather than just the one you're going in with. What else can be said about solo? I really think playing with other people makes the game a little bit easier. Depends on what kind of a challenge you're looking for. It makes it a little bit more fun, especially if you know the people and you get, and you're actually chatting with them while you're going. Doing 15 waves of Stoffler on Lua is lengthy.
0: Nightmarish. And
1: nightmarish and dull. <laughs> and doing it solo is friggin' painful. I know, because I've done it several times. And mind-numbing. Yeah. So, playing with other people is a good thing. If you don't want to, you don't have to, but there is plenty of opportunity to do so. Um, joining a good clan and playing with other people who know about the game is a good thing to do, but you can absolutely solo Warframe. I just recommend doing your homework.
0: Anything else you want to say about soloing? Spies. Spies are good for solo.
1: Yeah. Don't go into spo- to spies with other people because they will fuck
0: it up for you. Yeah. And if you're going in doing a solo spy, make sure you turn your pet off. mm pets will because they will they will will attack things and alert enemies and it's annoying
1: it is very and i forget every time
0: (laughs) (laughs) thanks lucas all good advanced advanced topics all right cool so as we said earlier imperium has been out now for just over a year and to be honest we haven't really done very much to touch up on the finer details of this somewhat controversial mode So I've taken upon myself to bring forth information that may assist in the way you set up your ship's weapons and create some possible strategies when dealing with the enemy forces. So strap on in, because when I pilot things, things tend to get a little bit turbulent. I get a little excited behind the wheel. Mm. Uh, So today we dive into Imperium Damage Types. Starting off with Ballistic. And Ballistic... Damage is at its base just a fancy way of saying impact damage. The status effect from this changed up impact damage is called Concuss, and it reduces the aim and damage of enemies within a gunship struck by this damage type for 6 seconds. This means that you can use ballistic damage on an opposing gunship while an ally is aboard sabotaging their reactor to apply some extra support in keeping them alive so they can get their job done. Goods, yes. Next damage type on the list is Plasma, and this is what you get when you turn Puncture into a Railjack damage type. Uh, So Plasma damage has the status called Decompress. This status will reduce the shield and armor of enemy ships for 20 seconds, and additional procs will stack additively. Add it on. Add it on. Particle, third on the list and it's at it's core Slash Damage, we all love a bit of Slash Damage. With it's stat proc called Tear, this damage type will cause enemy ships to receive an additional 7.5% damage from all sources for 20 seconds, and additional status procs stack multiplicatively and this means more damage easier. Frost or Cold Damage is the first of the converted elemental damage types and offers the Immobilize status proc. This proc will disable energy ship weapons and engines, causing the vessel to dead drift for 6 seconds. Any additional procs will refresh the status duration. Ionic, the Electricity variant comes with a status proc scramble. This proc causes enemy vessels to spin out of control for 6 seconds duration with additional procs refreshing said duration so spin out of control you crazy crazy things incendiary or the heat damage type of the imperium system comes with seer status proc this is a simple status proc that produces damage over time lasting for six seconds any additional procs will increase the damage dealt for said duration and chem as the very last damage type, that is the variant of Toxin, with its mischievous status Intoxicate. And Intoxicate causes confusion and will make affected vessels attack the nearest ship, whether it be friend or foe. This lasts for 12 seconds, and additional procs will refresh this timer. So unfortunately, combo elements do not get any love in Imperium System, and this also means on Arc Wing. So, eh, bye. Building for Radiation or Corrosive will no longer give you radiation or corrosive, uh, it will no longer proc their normal status procs. All these will do is increase the total damage, but will have zero influence in the calculations of status procs. So now you know your Empyrean damage types. Go forth with this knowledge and bring victory to the Tano. Very good. So on that last notice, does that
1: mean that when it comes to the chance of status procking, the uh? Elements or the damage type that's got the most damage is going to be the most likely that's going to proc, as it is. It, it,
0: goes, it, it goes off like the, the basic three, as it did before, like ballistic, plasma, and particle being IPS. Being the primary, yep. Yep, being the primary. Yeah, so then after that, it's your cold, electricity, heat, and toxin. But, yeah, the double up elements no longer have any say in the calculation whatsoever. Mm. Cool.
1: All right. Fair enough. Very good. I'm surprised we yeah. hadn't done this topic and I didn't m- know much about it myself because I don't play Ra- Railjack much. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's the thing. Nice one. Good one. <laughs> nice one. Very good. Good, 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 job. good. job. Yes.
1: <laughs> All right. So where where does that put us now in the episode? Community, Community we've just got that down pat now, don't we? Absolutely. It's fantabulous. We're freaking awesome. All right, I've got one quick one. I have noticed a lot in Discord. So this goes out to the Discord peeps, obviously. I've noticed a lot that there's a shit ton of really great advice being given out in the Warframe advice channel. Lucas and I used to do a lot of advice giving when we first started out our, our Discord. But now that the Discord's grown bigger questions get asked and answered before we even see them most of the time. And the advice that's Great. there is so good 10 times better than, than I would give. So it's really, really fantastic. We all lift together. Don't we? Hey?
0: Yeah. 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 And I try to be a people person, but I have difficulty with it sometimes. So <laughs> seeing other people answer for me, it's just like, yeah. Okay, cool. Yay world. <laughs> Yay world. Thanks guys. Love yous. Uh Right, and I have a cookie to give. This cookie is going to Swanky Pants, the swankiest of the pants, and he has gifted a fellow Tenno with the Lavos collection. There's much appreciation, and all the cookies go to Swanky Pants from Duchy.
1: Oh, isn't that sweet? Aww. He has the swankiest Aww. of pants, too.
0: Aww. Nice. I like it. I like it a lot. One, 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 one more call-out. One more quick call-out. I'm not mm-hmm. going to give a reason for this, just... Congratulations, Dutchie. Indeed. You know what for. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Wink.
1: Wink. Wink. All right, on to King Louis Blessing. King
0: Louis Blessing. All right, so uh, I actually need a reminder who this one was from. Good on you. Because I am silly like that. Good job, me. This was in Frame from Nothing! Frame for Nothing! Coming at us with another build. This one is called Vlad. This replaces Neja's warding Halo with Blood Altar, makes a Transylvanian terror that relies on draining the life from his immobilized enemies to make himself and his squad nigh immortal. Frequent use of Blood Altar and Divine Spears slash Blazing Chakram Synergy heals fast. And leaves health orbs littered everywhere. In addition to strong CC, straight out of a horror movie. <laughs> that is freaking perfect. The, yeah, perfect.
1: It's a very Vlad interesting idea. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Warding Halo though, that's a choice. That that, that is a choice. You made a choice. a choice. But but come on, like just divine spears, right? There's there's your impaling. Yeah and blood altar you got you and blood <laughs> altar you got vlad the
1: impaler it's fair enough although it does make me sad every Perfect. time i see vlad because it reminds me of when revenant came out or before revenant came out and we <laughs> thought he was going to be a vampire frame and then he wasn't yeah oh well shit happens <laughs> very good thanks again frame for nothing you have become a king louis have become one of king Louis's most blessed
0: yes yes
1: The smile is (laughs) upon (laughs) you. Alrighty, reviews update. It's another easy one. We've got none. Sad panda. (gasps) Sad panda. So we're at 140. If you need a reminder, iTunes. If you listen on iTunes, you can do a review there. If you listen on Spotify, I guess you're shit out of luck, don't you? So maybe go create a castbox.fm account and give us a review there. I don't know.
0: Just send us an email.
1: <laughs> or send us an email. I'm really surprised, actually, that Spotify hasn't created a reviews thing
0: for podcasts because it makes yeah. sense to me. But It does make sense, but Spotify doesn't make sense.
1: I mm. <laughs> don't know. kind of makes sense.
0: Anyway, where are we
1: up to now? Dr. Cephalon. Dr. Cephalon. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Cephalon. All right, this one comes from Rathok, the Rathity of Rathoks, of all Rath, Rathity, Rathrocks. Yeah, that guy, he's cool. Yes, Rathok says Dear Dr. Cephalon, what are y'all's thoughts on all frames moving from spending energy for abilities to a cooldown system? We'll wait a bit before putting my thoughts, but see some cases it could be good and others not so much. Personally, I don't want all frames to move from spending energy to a cooldown nah, system. No, no, no,
0: no, 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 Neither. Yeah, nah. nah. There, I guess, at, at the root of it all, those frames that do have the energy system, which, you know, is like 90% of the frames in the game, they have that energy system as like a, a way to show mana, you know? Um, it, it's the science-y way of, of giving mana into this game. You know, you treat this game like uh, an MMO or an RPG, which, I mean, at its core it really is, then it makes sense to have you know, some kind of resource to use your abilities. When you start going into cooldowns, things get crazy. Uh, and Lavos is the perfect example of crazy with cooldowns. Mm. Broken much? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I like cooldowns because
1: it's it's really clear what's going on. But I also I also think energy adds a really interesting mechanic to the game. Uh, where well, it used to add a really interesting mechanic to the game, wherein you would really have to choose what you were doing in order to not. Use up your energy too fast, and it would restrict you from doing certain things. Now with things like Zenerik
0: and just Zenerik <laughs> pizzas, it's, too, it's really easy to get Zenerik pizzas. Certain Warframe energy. abilities,
1: yeah. So it's not; it doesn't matter as much anymore to have energy like it used to feel like it mattered. But you know, when you try and spam things your energy gets used up, and then you're shit out of luck. I mean, you could have a spammable attack on um, a cooldown, but it wouldn't have the same effect, I think. There's certain things that work better with energy that you can just spam, 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 spam until you've run out of energy. Spammity spam!
0: But I don't know. Well, see, okay, there's, think- there's the thing right there. If for Lavos, any ability you subsume onto him from any other frame instantly converts into a cooldown ability. Mm. So even if you do try throwing those spammable abilities onto Lavos, they're no longer spammable because they receive a cooldown. Whether it be five seconds or yeah. eight seconds, it's still a cooldown, and that is still a lengthy amount of time to wait between abilities. Absolutely. So I
1: really think it's, it's best suited to the individual I like energy. Yeah. Again, it, in some ways, though, it's kind of an archaic idea. Energy is—is is mana really necessary in Warframe? Not really. But how does the the void work? We don't know. Really, nobody knows. What is this blue little pulsating ball of energy? Nobody knows. <laughs> does DE even know? No, you don't, DE. Stop pretending. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm sure D knows, or at least someone's written the law about it. I haven't even written, read the law on energy. Never even thought to check, but I think energy works for certain, especially for those spammable abilities, especially for those channeling abilities. Hmm. Channeling abilities. Yeah. Cooldowns don't always, aren't always the best option. That's my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, Which is pretty much what you said. Some cases it could be good, others not so much. So I think we it's good to have both. Why not have both? Any final thoughts? Nine. You've got nine final <laughs> thoughts? No. <laughs> that joke will never go away, Lucas. You're going to walk right into it every single week. One day. <laughs> all right, that brings us to the end of episode 132 of Cephalon Squared. We hope you have enjoyed it. If you'd like to get in contact with us, head on over to CephalonSquared.com. That is the place to be with all the cool kids and the cool stuff, and the discords and the Facebooks and all that stuff. Head on over to CephalonSquared.com forward slash support. If you'd like to offer us some support, a pat on the back, a can of beer. I don't drink anymore. I'll Neither take a can I. of <laughs> Coke. <laughs> Ooh. Yay yeah, ass. Yayas. Yeah, etc. But yeah, head on over there. But let's say thanks to our patrons. I'm gonna start this time. Thanks, Jellybean 1799. Thank you, Coyote PX. Thanks, Jackson31. Thank you, Kintail. Thank you, Shazim. Thank you,
0: implosive underscore MKV. Thank you, Framed for Nothing. Thank you, Dylan Braun. Thanks, Solarian. Thank you, Ponytail. Thanks, Xenomortis. And thank you, La Dutch Master.
1: Indubitably. Thank you to all of you as we say every week thank you you're awesome we appreciate your support my name's Greg Newbegin. I am mad capsules
0: everywhere there can be mad capsules who are you Lucas I'm Lucas Sylvesteri and everywhere there can be I am Silverlight. S i l v r l g h d. sometimes awesome. underscore sometimes, <laughs> sometimes underscore because I'm fancy like that he is our community is awesome love you so freaking much keep being fantabulous
1: yeah. yeah yeah
0: fair yeah. enough that's a good one
1: <laughs> And thank you to Jan at Disco Underscore Box on Twitter for the intro and outro. We can't not forget him because he's a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you to you for listening yet again, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared. If you'd like to contact us, reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com, where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.